0: Hello everyone, welcome to The Haunted Ride. I'm your host Melissa, and thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you've had an amazing month thus far, and as always, I hope you have your snacks and your tea. Today's episode is an interview I had with Sarah. Sarah. Sarah is an amazing person. She does a lot of different types of healing work, light work. She has new moon and full moon ceremonies, different type of workshops. She does so much amazing work. She sat down with me for, I want to say it was about two hours or so. And we just talked about everything. She shared a lot of personal stuff that happened with her, including her near-death experience. She goes into a lot of detail about that, about how that changed her life, and the title for this episode is um, The World is a Playground, and the reason why I decided to name it that is because that's what she was told when she came back, and that is something that she has been really trying to share with everyone else and help them along their journey and help them grow. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. There will be some really awesome news at the end, so I hope that you stick around for that as well, and I will talk to you guys in a little bit.
1: This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts.
0: Hi, I'm Angela Lovell. I'm a psychic, an empath, indigo child, and a witch. And my name is Ryan Singer. I'm a stand-up comedian, paranormal investigator, and an empath. And our podcast is called This Is Where the Magic Happens. Yeah, we walk you through the paranormal, witchcraft, how to get in touch with your spirit guides, how to astral project, and be the most magical you you can be. And there's a lot of cat talk. A lot of cats. Uh, but most of all, we want you to know this, this shit, shit is real. This shit is real. real. Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm super excited today because I have an amazing guest. We have Sarah here. Hi, Sarah. Hello. How are you? I'm so good. How are you? I am, as I was telling you, excited. I'm very, very happy. I'm literally like, you know when people... So I don't have like starstruck moments. Like to me, like people are just people. (laughs) But like, you have to understand, like, I've been hoping for this moment for, like, a solid year. <laughs> like, oh. a solid year. I know I just reached out to you not too long ago, but it was because I was like, there's no way she's going to say yes. <laughs> and I've been, like, Uh-oh. quietly hoping for this moment for, like, a year. So I'm very excited right now.
1: <laughs> oh, very sweet. Well, I don't do this often. Yes. Mostly because it's very personal work we do, mm-hmm. and we want to make sure we're with like-minded Folks, yes. So,
0: thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on, and thank you for making the time. I know that you are you are super busy, and I I just actually looked on your website and looked at your like schedule and all your classes and workshops. I was like, "Whoa."
1: yeah. In fact, they're not all up right now. Which, I thank you for saying that. That reminds me. <laughs> I
0: you know, I, do what, you I do what I can.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, I. There is a new meditation a space opening here in Boise, Idaho, where I now reside. And they've asked me to teach four classes there. So I'm teaching a grounding meditation a couple times a week, oh. my empath class, which is ongoing. Mm-hmm. And, and more also just so that empaths have a place to go weekly. I find it's mm-hmm. really important for us to have people we can connect to in the community And not feel so batshit crazy all alone in our house. So I think that's very important and to have a safe space, especially where we can all go to center and meditate and Mm -hmm. talk about how this experience is a gift and a blessing, not a curse as so many empaths do tend to feel Mm -hmm. it is. So I have that. And then I'm also going to be teaching just a shamanic healing once a week. So We'll start there. Wow. I didn't quite anticipate such a, a a big place for me here in Boise. I'm so grateful. They're really been very welcoming and warm to me and my work. And, you know, I didn't come out of the closet with this until about six years ago. So it's, mm-hmm. it's a very, uh, just really nice surprise. <laughs> I would say
0: that. That is... That's amazing. And it's so nice to hear, too, because, like, yes. I've been, um, I, I don't know, I, hopefully you're much better with this than I am, um, or I don't know if it's your thing, but on Instagram, they I follow quite a bit of tags on there, um, just because I like to see, I'm not a really big social media person. Um, Nor
1: am I, so I don't think I'll be better at this, my dear. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, this one's a little bit more. It's I feel like it's more something that I should have realized a while back. But that's what this whole thing is about. It's a journey, and and yeah. you have to learn to trust yourself and to understand what's happening around you and understand the signs. And mm-hmm. it's a lot of like you can't question anymore. It's it's mm-hmm. it's you mm-hmm. just can't.
1: Mm-hmm. And thankfully, where I believe. I think we're in a more of a time where it's acceptable,
0: mm-hmm. which is we're lucky so lucky for that.
1: Very lucky. So you're on Instagram and.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so there are now like, I'm not, I'm not very big into astrology. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. I do find some truth to it, mm-hmm. but I, I can't, I sometimes don't feel like it's, Done in in the with, with the best intention maybe, mm-hmm. um, and but I found people who they they will do like an energy reading like I didn't know what Mercury retrograde was I didn't know mm. about Harvest Moon and the super moon and and I love astronomy, um, mm-hmm. but as far as like technical terms or really truly getting into it I just didn't and how that sort of confers with like the spiritual side of things I just I I didn't really get into it at all and yeah. one of the biggest most surprising things for me this year is understanding that my tarot cards and the readings that I get from there or um now I've started getting energy readings and understanding those that actually they do like slightly. like I'll go on Instagram and it'll be like Jupiter is in like this sign today and you'll expect this mm-hmm. this and this and those are not always like, those don't always connect for me. They may be right, but it it doesn't connect for me. But then I'll scroll through and there's this one person that I swear every single time. We're it's like we're on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. And that person will post, you know, they'll draw a card and and connect it to astrology and mm-hmm. and what's going on in the world and stuff like that. And I'll read it and I'll be like, yes, like like this <laughs> is what my card said to me. This is what my card said. Mm. This is or that's what the energy reading it is that I got today it happened today I got um mm-hmm. I got a random energy reading where's my where's my phone where what did I I put it on my phone and it was something like if I can try to remember it it was something like the universe the universe is always guiding us like a star in the night and just like a star we need to learn how to shine in the darkness mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. And so I felt that and long and behold, went on Instagram. They pulled some, it was a, from a Oracle deck. They pulled a card and it was basically saying that too. And, and I went through like the rest of my actual reading for the day and it was talking about like, today's a harsh reality. Today's like your day where you kind of can't hide from that and you have to understand like that's okay. And mm-hmm. it's not like to knock you down on your feet but sometimes you kind of do have to get knocked down to to find your place and get built back up and then come Mm -hmm. back even stronger Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: it was so amazing to me to see those things correlate but this person takes it from the planets and how they align and i take it from tarot and they and they do and you know incorporate some tarot in there but then i also take it from my guides and what you know what just comes in my head today and it's so amazing to me that it connects and I yes. never knew that was possible. Oh, you knew it was possible. You're just remembering. <laughs> this is, you
1: know what? I, I like
0: that. I like yeah. that. That's very true. That's well, very because
1: true. we are all connected to this web of life, correct? Therefore, it's all connected. hmm And that's uh, beautiful that you're you're remembering all of that about your your skills cuz as you know your skills are continuing to grow as is everyone's you know this isn't the last stop yeah <laughs> at least i hope not or else yeah. I'm,
0: be there. Or yeah. I'm in i that same boat as you <laughs> right
1: and uh we are always being asked to connect to that web of life and i really truly believe That if we continue to surrender from a non-judgmental, non-emotional, non-attached space, we can really remember as much as we choose. And part of that is astrology. Part of that is different divination work. As you well know and are coming into yourself and so many others, That divination work can be done with a tree. Mm-hmm. it can it can be done uh with the dirt on the ground mm-hmm. the nature's always communicating with us, so why shouldn't the stars and I have gone through a lot of my journey questioning astrology and people's birth charts and all these different things and I've studied different modalities enough now to to realize wow it really is all connected and how wonderful that some of us get to really specialize in some areas mm-hmm. and others don't. And that's why we have different practitioners for different things, right? Yes. And it's great to remember that when we're looking at these things because then we don't miss those golden opportunities to learn and build on our own practice right yeah. and it can be really exciting i started to notice very early on in my sessions that i was saying very similar things that astrologers would say to my clients and i was unaware of this i like I referred to earlier, I've studied astrology. I've studied the stars and charts and planets and all of that, but it wasn't, that's not my main go-to when I sit down with a client and I, I found I was giving people what their astrologer had given them. And I really am uh, fascinated by that because I wasn't sitting down and doing their chart. I sometimes ask people when their birthday is, but mm-hmm. that's more because I like to get an idea. Uh, when I pray for someone, I pray for them in knowing them as much as I can just through an email. Yes. And before a session, it, it it's everything, everything I can do to give spirit, to connect to who I am talking to today is really important for me. And... I am my intentions are always to bring in the ultimate happiness and ways that we can help someone attain that from the love and wisdom in this universe today so in that I do like to say you know they're born on this day this is the name of of my friend coming in and we are asking for healing and help today so any of the high and well ancestors that want to join us or any healthy helpful spirits god creator source great spirit and that's how i go into the session now i didn't always do it that way including the birth date because i didn't know that i was directly working with a guide who was very much a master at that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so uh it's, it's helpful now to pull in that information and know that uh, we are dealing with this part of you. And that's really not my job as a practitioner to know exactly where we're at in your chart. But I do find that it does help. And again, our guides, you know, we're not doing this work by accident our guides you know are specifically guiding us to do this work and they aren't showing us the work and they're not even teaching us the work they're just guiding us and making sure that if we do fall off the path that we know how to get back on Mm -hmm. if and this is why i am constantly reminding people to ask for help ask oh my god ask just ask (laughs) (laughs) because because they can't intrude it's universal law and they aren't going to just unless we're getting into a car accident then i Mm -hmm. have seen archangels you know jump in to because they can that's their job they're protectors Mm -hmm. in this way but with guides they're specifically non-invasive they're not going to get up in your face Mm-hmm. Uh so it's important for us to hold a sacred space and be again observant, non-judgmental from a non-attached, non-emotional space, so we can observe from this kind and loving place because just like humans, guides have personalities. They do. Uh, and we want to respect that, especially if we're asking. For their help. Mm-hmm. It's a relationship, which I've heard you talk about, which is great. I really appreciate that you are astute to that. So it's it's beautiful. It's a relationship, right? Yeah.
0: Like they, you know, it bothers me when I hear people talk about, because when I, when I first started this, this whole mm-hmm. podcast, I said, okay, we're just going to talk about ghosts. We're going to talk about mm-hmm. ghosts. We're going to talk about paranormal experiences because that was one of the only ways that I Mm -hmm. knew that I could open myself back up to my abilities and open myself Mm -hmm. back up to where I came from. Because that I came from a family who they practiced Santeria and I Mm -hmm. was taught Santeria. I don't typically practice it but I was mm-hmm. taught it from a very young age I knew all the saints I knew all the spirits I knew the rituals mm-hmm. the first time I ever held a tarot card in my hand I was five years old mm-hmm. and I had my grandmother's tarot card deck and that thing I mean wow even to this day I remember all the energy in that deck and it killed me because my mom got rid of it she went through mm-hmm. a whole phrase when she's like oh this is evil and she got rid of oh. all of it yeah <laughs> sure yeah sure. Yeah, sure. and I can't. It, I can't get that deck today. I can't get that deck back, and I can't like. <sighs> there's no the, all well, the energy if you don't in there.
1: Have you asked grandmother? You know, ask grandmother. You know, bring me, bring me your deck, grandmother. I would love to honor you, and give it a shot. You know, say that prayer, Maybe. put it on your altar, and yeah, and uh, say thank you, grandmother. If you are well and healthy, I would love to honor you by working with your deck. And you never know.
0: You this never is true.
1: No, I I've seen spirit do miracles. I mean, I'm still alive because of spirit. So it's 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 <laughs> it's pretty pretty unbelievable to see what what gets delivered to us when we can mm-hmm. really stand in our surrender and faith simultaneously. This is
0: very true. So I I'm, encourage I you. Maybe I need to. Yes. <laughs> I definitely really think I do. <laughs> now, you now I'm going to think about it. Yeah. I mean, and. Um, it's very strange because my my guides have explained to me, mm-hmm. and i I actually I have to tell you this now. So I had a meditation recently, and my meditations when I first started having them was because I was very much not at peace. Um, mm-hmm. I had a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Part of it was because I was had completely closed myself off to my abilities because I mm-hmm. knew um, I am, and I'm so happy you can say this, I'm very lucky to have the ability to receive messages that will happen in the future. And Mm -hmm. I know that my children will have abilities. I know that Mm -hmm. I'm going to have children and I know they will have abilities. And I was so scared that they Mm -hmm. were going to go through all the fear and the scaredness and being so afraid as I was because nobody explained to me Mm -hmm. what those abilities were. I was Mm -hmm. explained what Santaria was. I was explained what those spirits were. I was not explained like, you know, the terms of a psychic or a medium or an empath or sensitive or what that meant. Or why was it that I saw these weird apparitions? Why is it that, you know, I would have these horrible nightmares? Nobody explained that to me. Mm -hmm. And I was so scared that with me being that, and my child or my children being that, that I was going to also be a conduit to bring that into their life and scare them too mm-hmm. and fear will make mm-hmm. you do very bad things like close mm-hmm. yourself off to your abilities and your spirituality mm-hmm. and my spiritual health was in the toilet and it led to a lot of anxiety for me sure and so I just went back to the beginning and I was like all right well you know the first time I ever me about anything was was when I lived in a haunted house. So I guess let's talk about that. Let's talk about the coast and let's talk about my experiences. And somewhere in that, I I started going back to meditating. Um, When I was younger, I didn't really meditate much at all. I mean, I would communicate with my guides and I knew how, but mm-hmm. I thought like, okay, if I shut myself off to everything for years, um, you know, some stuff might leak through every once in a while, but sure. but I had shut that door. So, like, don't I kind of have to like start off from from fresh? And you know what? That didn't really happen. Nope, nope, <laughs> not the case. <laughs> no. no, and I found that out very quickly. And I was like, whoa. oh wait, we're still we're still where we were." Okay. Yeah. And yeah. I just had to relearn everything, and I started meditating because I was very stressed out, and I needed. Calm. I needed that calmness. I needed peace. Mm-hmm. I needed to under- self acceptance. Yes, because mm-hmm. oh, my self worth was also in the toilet. There was that. Mm-hmm. That uh, there were a lot of things that involved selfness sure. that was right in there. Like it sure. was, it was not good. Now. Now I can't meditate for peace or calmness or serenity and just be like, I'm just going to have a nice calm moment. I have a nice calm moment and then I see things and I, I nice. learn things and I communicate with my guides. And recently <laughs> what's I, I don't even understand this. Well, I, I understand it, but it, it blows my mind. I now communicate with the only word I know to call her is kind of like my higher consciousness or my highest mm-hmm. self. Mm-hmm. But she's like older than that. Great. And she's me, but a very high vibration version of me. Right. And so typically I see myself as a little child. I see my adult mm-hmm. self as a little child with her. And I've done many strange things in those moments. Um, she likes, anytime I see her, I always go into the cosmos. I always mm-hmm. go... Right, like I'll go through all the other environments that I had seen in prior meditations and it's almost like it's almost like if I was being recalled back past life by past life by past life by past life life to her Mm. in the meditation Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it happens very quickly and it's it's also kind of nice you know to see everything else that's occurred and then we just walk around and she talks to me and we just have like conversations Mm -hmm. and she's giant like, she's mm-hmm. huge. <laughs> and whenever she's with me, I feel giant. I feel like I am so much bigger and and more than I think I really am. And I'm beginning to understand, no, no, you are that. You're, your mm-hmm. spirit and your soul and your essence is that. Correct. And she, I think at one point, I, um... Oh, this was fun. As as a she said to me something about that I was free. She kept telling me that I was free, mm-hmm. and that like I was safe to be free. Mm-hmm. And then in my apparently celebration of this, I basically brought myself to a realm that you would think of as the underworld, and I was dancing. Mm-hmm. I essentially it was like I was dancing in the realm of death. It was very strange. I don't understand mm-hmm. what that was about, but I did that for a little bit. Barefoot, I might add, on top of somebody's body. So there was that. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I don't know what that was, but okay, it didn't, it wasn't bad though. No, and it, it felt liberating. Actually, it felt like I I think I think we are so scared of death, and I I have a good relationship yeah. with death. I think, but I think that was like if you're scared at all, or if you like you you are still free no matter where you are. You can be at the highest place in your life or at what you would think of as the lowest place of your life. And you can still be free and safe and celebratory. And it's how you see those things. It's a part of you. And True. recently, instead of being this the little tiny version of myself compared to her, I've now become one with her where Good. my head and torso sticks out from her chest. And she talks to me that way. Beautiful.
1: Good. Well, you are referring to your higher self, but you're also referring to a future future self. Mm -hmm. And I've heard of this many times. I do it in some journeys, depending on what people need, because during my sessions, I journey people. So in that, it's very important to call on our future self for strength, courage, wisdom, whatever it is we're looking for it's a very shamanic practice actually and the going to the underworld and dancing on the body it life is death and death is life mm-hmm. it's it's the same miracle there's mm-hmm. no difference we've just forgotten here in the west that dying is just as much of a miracle as being born there was nothing upsetting when i was dead i was completely elated and back to the oneness of all of life. I was particles. I was no longer in my body and I was able to be in multiple places simultaneously. It was no longer about Sarah. It was no longer about even people I had known. People wasn't even a thought on the other mm-hmm. side. It was all of us. It was the oneness. It was a uh, literally the one. And This is, again, you know, the web of life being connected to all of that. It is very interconnected. There are ways we can journey in and around them. The future self coming to counsel you is a very wise and beautiful gift that Mm -hmm. you are able to walk yourself through. And I encourage you to keep referring to her for counsel. And, And going to the underworld, it sounds like she either... Brought you to the freedom of liberating from fear of death, or connected you to a part of yourself that needed to remember that mm-hmm. there is no endless death. Like yes. there is nothing that is permanent about mm-hmm. that. It's just very different.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: what a beautiful <laughs> gift! Your your that's a very beautiful gift, and I encourage you to uh, make an offering to the earth spirits who are, are around your home. Cause it sounds like you're getting a lot of help and yeah. perhaps, you know, even just taking some water out to a tree. Uh, but first things first, I would just ask your land around your home, the earth that's supporting you where you meditate and do your work, you know, just go out there and ask, you know, what, what can I do to support you as you support me? Because you're getting so much mm-hmm. and it's really important to make sure that you continue to let yourself branch out, mm-hmm. uh, especially yeah. with all the wisdom that's pouring in. It's
0: beautiful. Also, I love what you did there between Earth and land and branch out. That was very beautiful. I like. Yeah. It. <laughs> I liked it.
1: Oh, thanks. Okay. Well, it, I'm sure I heard it from somewhere. I mean, that's the other part of mm-hmm. me. I am a a mishmash of different beautiful teachers I've been blessed to study under and be with. And, you know, the unique gift of dying and coming back is definitely my own, but still a spirit taught me through that. That was nothing Sarah did. So it's, it's, a uh, before we are teachers, we are really good students, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so we just have to remember, you know, I, I love my work, but there's very little that I find I've created, you know, or come up with or remembered. It's like, oh, this is just, we're all just waking up to this wisdom that is innate wisdom. We all have this connection and I'm just a guide here to help people remember how to get in touch with that because it's very easy to lose our way in this realm. This is... You know, it's an interesting playground, uh, but it is a playground and it is supposed to be fun despite what everybody sometimes likes to think or feel. And it was the last thing they said to me before I returned was you need to go back and remind everyone it's a playground. They're all mm-hmm. taking it way too seriously.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's just so funny to hear from a spirit guide. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. But that's also why your future self was saying you're free. You're free because you are. We all are. It's Mm -hmm. a choice, though, to be free. Just like it's a choice to look out the window and see a a rainy day and it's sad or see a rainy day that's blessing our earth with water. You know, that doesn't change that it's a rainy day. It's just my thoughts that made it dramatically different.
0: Perspective
1: correct and that's where you know in shamanism we believe that thoughts are things Mm -hmm. because they do become things when we Mm -hmm. think about something so much and this is really an epidemic in the west I talk about it a lot in my sessions and if anyone's taken a session with me it's typically where I start especially if their guides give me certain symbols in the divination work I'll know that I have got to talk to them about thought. And this is because our thoughts create our emotional well-being or disaster. Yeah. And it's important to remember that we're the ones who get to choose what we think about, not the other way around. And this is just not taught in our young years when we are growing and coming into our own. We, you know, thoughts just fly through our head. I mean, mm-hmm. I wish I, I had the exact numbers for this test that was done. It's something like we have 95,000 thoughts a day. Anybody out there who wants to give me exact numbers, I'd love it. Uh, 95 wow. thoughts a day and sev- 75% of them are negative thoughts we repeat over and mm-hmm. over again. And mm-hmm. about 2% of them are true. Mm-hmm. It's something crazy, crazy. So it's important to zero in on, you know, what are you thinking about? Because if you're You know, for example, in that meditation, you had a beautiful opportunity to free yourself from the limiting beliefs that the fear of death can bring a human being. Mm -hmm. And you could have chosen to see that as a very morbid or terrifying experience, or you could have chosen to see it as you did, which was it was extremely liberating and beautiful. It was a rebirth. Joyful. Right, right. It was a rebirth and this is very common in shamanic practice you know we believe that shamans have multiple deaths and mm-hmm. if you think about it we do we have multiple deaths the ego mm-hmm. psyche the psyche you know it dies you know we dream about we dream about shooting people and i always go yes that's great because that means you killed off a part of yourself that no longer needs to be running the show <laughs>
0: I'm laughing because all I can think about is the person's eyes when they're like, Oh yeah. You're, you're, why are you happy about this?
1: (laughs) One of the most enjoyable parts of my job is I get to do that a lot to people get to see (laughs) the eyes go, what? That's a good thing. And I'm like, yeah, Yeah. you know, because yeah, we really are. We are blessed to be in a, a realm where we get to create ourselves over and over again As long as we're doing it from a place of kindness and integrity and good intention, then all the more power to you. You know, if you're doing it from a place of fear and doubt, well, then it's not going to work out. Yeah. So good for you recognizing right away that that was a joyful experience and... And this is also why spirit communicates with you in the way it does. Mm-hmm. It won't communicate with everyone that way because not mm-hmm. everyone would get it, you know, which is also something that sometimes happens to young empaths and sometimes does not. And that is spirit. Spirit was always showing itself to me from the time I was born. So it, I didn't think anything of it. It wasn't until I was about nine years old that I was shamed, of course, in the playground of my Christian school for mm-hmm. <laughs> for counseling for reading a student, and um, I-, I thought it was something everyone did. That everybody yeah. talked to God, and I mean, we're praying to God. Why wouldn't He talk to us? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, uh, you know, just wasn't wasn't a thing in my mind that it was good or bad or ugly. Now, with Folks that are waking up to their empathic self today, they come to me and they go, why can't I see this or "What?" And I go, well, how do you feel about ghosts? And they go, oh, I'm terrified of them. There you go. (laughs) There you go. go, Well, there's your answer, darling. If you're terrified of seeing spirit, you're not going to see spirit because spirit doesn't want to scare us. That's not what it's about. Uh
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not what it's about at all. Now, there's different kinds of spirits as well, Mm -hmm. as we all are aware of, and those can be scary. However, I still don't find that they are always seen by folks that aren't quite ready for it. Mm -hmm. And if they're not cognitively ready, well, they're asking to wake up spiritually. Mm -hmm. That's what I found. So I don't know how I got on that tangent. I don't usually (laughs) lose my track that quickly, but... We just keep digging into more and more. I guess when we're talking <laughs> shop, it's easy to get yeah. digging into different areas.
0: Yes. And that's, and well, and okay, so I, I, I have to, people have to know this. So, so I found you mm-hmm. because of Angela and Ryan from mm-hmm. This Is Where the Magic Happens. I listened to the first episode on Ryan's past per, uh, podcast, Me and Paranormal You, and I mm. was hooked. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. <laughs> And I loved everything that you were saying. I loved it. It resonated so well with me. And it's sure. so easy to feel your energy when you're speaking. It's so easy. Thank you. Well, it's very, it's just very, it's almost like, like if you are encapsulated in a light bulb and the light bulb turns on. But instead of like, you know, the thought of, well, that would hurt because of all the energy. It's like, no, it's warm and it's comforting and it's, mm. it's, it's. It, it's just good. It's just good. And you could feel that in in the episode. I was like, oh my God, I need more. And so then they talked about, and you shared your story and you shared everything. And I was like, oh my God, this woman's amazing. <laughs> like, It's just like, oh my goodness. And so I, if you wouldn't mind, I know you talked a little bit about, you know, when you did die and how that, how that happened. Would you mind mm-hmm. sharing a little bit about that? So, because I, I, One of the things I love about the show is the fact that so many normal things happen in your day. And what I want to help people understand is that there's something amazing in that both normally and both spiritually. And you just have to be able to sort of follow those breadcrumbs and find the clues and you'll hear the message in it. And it can be from a ghost to something spiritually that happens to, you know, a random sign that just keeps occurring and and it finally wakes you up and you go, oh my goodness, now I understand this from you connecting to something like everything in our lives can take us through this path, but you have been on it.
1: Let's see, just regarding my NDE, my near-death experience? Yes. Okay.
0: Or from the beginning, wherever you would like to start works for me.
1: Well, I guess I'll say this, and that is that I've been in a spiritual practice my entire life some more religious than other times and i have been really grateful to have an incredible faith in god and that has really gotten me through my entire life mm-hmm. even in the trials and tribulations i had in my young years i my friends used to say Gee, Sarah, it's like you follow this magic thread. And I remember them saying that to me only when I was about 15 years old and thinking, wow, really? Why? And they're like, well, things just always, you just seem to think about something or say something and then it happens. And, you know, we still didn't fully understand what I was doing all the time. It wasn't, you know, we didn't really talk about it. And, uh... Anyways, it was beautiful to see that blossom throughout my life. But that is the one gift I feel I was really given from my mother raising me in a Christian, very hippy-dippy school. It was not a uh, tight-lipped, conservative Christian school. And I'm really grateful for that experience because I, I, faith has been one of the biggest gifts uh, and gotten me through my life in a more healthy, I feel more healthy way. So again, though, you do have to ask for help. So if anyone out there is searching, please just try it tonight. You yeah. know, just say, great spirit, help me source. You don't have to use the word God. Even you can say mm-hmm. beautiful, divine and loving energy of this universe. Help me. You know, I'm, I'm looking for kindness in, in this area of my life. Thank you. You know, and anytime we pray with gratitude, that is showing faith because we're showing that it's we're showing that we can feel like it's already happened and that shows faith mm-hmm. and spirit responds to that so mm-hmm. i you know had a cancer scare in my early 20s and that's what brought me back after being shamed at 9 years old for working with spirit and it wasn't something my parents did it was done in society at school mm-hmm. and i Got very heavily into drugs and, and got into a lot of trouble. It was part of my journey. I had to go down those routes, which is very common for many empaths to have drug abuse or alcohol abuse of some kind. And uh, in my early 20s, when I had the cancer scare, I just decided, no, I'm not going to go out this early. And I I got really heavily into meditation. I studied Doreen Virtue. I went and took a workshop with her. There was like 30 people there. It was crazy. Got to talk to her one-on-one. And it was a very different time. This is 22 years ago. And I spent the next probably about 10 years just focusing on meditation, yoga practice. And then I got into Nishram Buddhism, which is chanting Namayo Renge Kyo. And my depression finally started to lift. I was very suicidal up until about 33 years old, just because I really... I could not remember why we were here and I couldn't remember what the point of all of this was. I couldn't remember. And I, all these years always had a spiritual practice and it was, so it was about, you know, I really dug in at 20 and then by 36 is when I died. I, I, starved to death for 17 weeks I had C difficile which is an overgrowth of bad bacteria in my gut and I have ulcerative colitis it's a chronic condition mm-hmm. that I've had since I was nine years old for being shamed for my gifts mind <laughs> uh, we're still working on that and I was so I was already in a very weak state and had been on medications for my UC and then I... I called the doctor who had been, well, it was malpractice. And I, I didn't sue. I don't, mm-hmm. hey, you know, the universe can do a lot more damage than I can. And mm-hmm. I don't need to afflict anyone with that. They've got their own coming to them. And honestly, it was the best thing that ever happened to me was dying. Mm-hmm. So I called him one morning and said, I'm still bleeding out every." 20 minutes to an hour, I'm sleeping on the bathroom floor. I can't live this way. It's been, you know, 15 weeks at this point. And he said, well, I don't know what to tell you, Sarah. I've given you everything I can. You're screwed. And I just hung up the phone because I couldn't believe a doctor just said that to me. And I laid in my bed and I cried a bit. And then I just heard a voice say, you can lay here and and die or you can claim your miracle. And so obviously I chose the ladder. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. I chose a ladder of a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> I I crawled out of bed and I crawled into the living room and I just reached out to every circle I've been praying with for the for the past 16 years. It's a Lakota tribe that I sweat with. There's a Kundalini community in LA that I I pray with, uh, the Nishram Buddha Buddhist community that I pray with. And I worked at a great restaurant and I I reached out to that community as well. And I just said, help. I just said, I need help. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to go if I don't get the help I need. I need a doctor. I need medicine. I need something, but I don't know what's wrong with me. And it was, I think in the next hour, I was given the name of a doctor who would eventually save my life. I was a woman showed up on my doorstep with a nutrition, uh like a liquid nutrition that she kept me on. She she stocked me with for months and I was able to absorb nutrition with that. Wow. Uh, and it was it was incredible. It was beautiful to see the community respond. I had people come and pick me up and take me to healings and meditations and healers show up and work on me. I mean it was it was just such a beautiful time, even though it was some of the most disturbing moments of my life as far, I mean, starving to death is no fun. And, uh, but it was only two weeks until I could get in to see the new doctor, amazing man, Richard Croup in LA. He admitted me into the hospital in St. Joseph Medical in Burbank. And I was with my ex-husband at the time and he was asleep on the couch and I just remember seeing him laying there and then everything went black and I was getting pulled by my arms like as if Mm -hmm. two beings were on each side of me pulling me down this tunnel and I went through what looked like a hallway actually it literally looked like a high school hallway with (laughs) lights on behind doors and very interesting. And then I went into a a portal and at the time I was not so versed in the verbiage of what I'm versed in now. So I'll, I'll just kind of simplify things in saying for the sake of who might be listening and doesn't understand some of the terms I might use. And that is a portal is like a, If you've ever seen the movie Contact, when she goes and travels through time, that is the Mm -hmm. best description I've ever seen on screen about what a portal looks like and what I went through. So it looks like a tunnel, but a circle with light uh, around it moving Mm -hmm. and almost like electricity running up and down it. And I went through that with these beings. And again, my... At first I was going backwards and they were pulling me. But when I got into the tunnel, it was, I, I started shifting my, like I started almost like shape shifting. But at the time, again, wasn't thinking that, uh, you're just like, wow, this is a really amazing dream. <laughs> and, wow. and then I came into this light, this very, very dense white light that was Palpable, And I was no longer in my body. I was everywhere in this white light. And the light was me and I was the light. But Sarah was no longer Sarah. It wasn't mm-hmm. an important thing. Uh, and I will describe the following to the best of my ability, but there's truly no words that can... No language that speaks the other side to the magnitude, mm-hmm. the bliss, the beauty that it truly, truly is. I was reading a, a book recently, and it said, if anyone tries to tell you what it's like to be dead, they're lying. And it's true because mm-hmm. you can't describe it. You can't. Mm-hmm. I laughed so hard when I read that. I was like, yeah, that's a good way to put it.
0: It um, truly is.
1: Yeah. So, so... I, I just started laughing when I got there. And again, it was more like a vibration because I wasn't in my body and I just went, oh, that's it. I thought I had so much more to do. <laughs> and, and that was like the first thing that I, I was like, wait, we're back already. I thought, wait. and like, all of a sudden I remembered, like, that's where we started. Like, that's where we came from. And that, that's home. Like this this realm here is not home. This is mm-hmm. like school. This is like college. Yes. And and there was this, oh, it was the infinite. And mm-hmm. so I, I just uh, felt, I started pres- to to get a lot of knowings, just a lot of knowings. It wasn't so much conversation and it wasn't even as if I was looking at angels or guides or ancestors even. I was just this light and suddenly I was in the parking lot of the hospital, the hospital room, looking through a friend's eyes in his house and in the doctor's office or the hallway of the hospital, like all at the same time, all at the same time and still on the other side. Like, all Mm -hmm. at the same time, I'm in all these places. And there, I immediately went, right, this is how spirit visits us. It can be in multiple places Mm -hmm. simultaneously. This Mm -hmm. is why an ancestor can be with with all of us in the family. Mm -hmm. And uh, fascinating to experience. So then I was shown my life, and my life was stacked up in a tiny little Ikea box. And it was as if I could... Looked. I looked through the top of it and instantly knew my entire life and why things had happened the way they had and and what were in those drawers, each individual. And there's only, I think, three or four. It wasn't many. You know, my life was so teeny tiny. And uh, I opened up each drawer. If I did, I didn't do it. But I knew that if I chose to, I would find the quote-unquote traumas that I thought were traumas here, but on the other side, they looked like joyful opportunities to stay my course. Mm. And I suddenly, you know, I had a very deeper understanding of, oh yeah, yeah. And, and again, like I remembered on the other side that, oh yeah, that happened. Wow. I took it so seriously down there. I didn't even say that to myself. It was like, isn't that interesting that mm-hmm. the, the, Person I chose to be down there saw it so differently. Mm -hmm. You know, it was it was a different kind of acknowledgement when you're there. And then I, I they proceeded to show me this you know tapestry around the earth and how if you pull down a thread there's you and you pull down this other thread and there's me and we are still connected to that web of life that tapestry. We're still connected, but it's up to us to. Take care of that thread. Mm-hmm. Take care of that connection. And and then I was getting pulled to go into another, like deeper into wherever I was. And I, f- I could feel my ancestors close. It was as if I was going to go mingle again with my soul tree or family tree, something. I, I knew I was going... To be permanently on the other side, if I went into this next area. And I made the acknowledgement. And again, I say acknowledgement because I wasn't thinking, oh, that guy. It was that soul. And I was thinking about my husband at the time, and he had just lost his father, and it was very painful for him. It was his best friend. And he was so angry with God. And I just made the acknowledgement if I, if this, If this energy is to leave that energy, I don't believe that energy is going to navigate very easily back to God, Mm
2: -hmm. being us. Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, all of a sudden, just this tremendous wave of peace, like the most dense and, oh, yummy peace. I I can't, I wish I could throw it all over all of you because it felt so amazing. Like the most comfortable flower bed, warm (laughs) pillows and covers and blankets came back over me and just peace, just this grounding peace. And I felt the cells of my body start to come back into form. And that's when they said, everyone's taking it way too seriously down there. You need to go back and remind them it's a playground. And then they, they pulled me back through that tunnel, went back through the hallway, and I came up through these two dark holes that were my eyes. And I opened my eyes, and there was my husband at the time sleeping on the couch still. And so I have no idea how long I was out. Mm-hmm. They had just hooked me up to uh, fluids, and I I believe that's probably a lot of what was able to bring my body back mm-hmm. Um But it was a profound experience, and it took me about – I was in the hospital for two and a half weeks. I had different visits every night around 5 a.m. every morning from a different entity, just basically everyone introducing themselves from all over the universe. It was pretty incredible. And I – you know, I had made some choices. I had purposely opened myself up to the compassionate and helpful spirits of the universe. And if they Mm -hmm. had good medicine for me to please bring it, because I was in a lot of pain and I, I, uh, I needed help. And, and so they did. I had some incredible, yeah, experiences that, uh, will stay with me forever. And, you know, there's a lot of support and love for us in this universe. We, we just forget that and uh, get caught up in the ego self of thinking that this is all there is, but it certainly is not. And there's a lot more for all of us. We just have to remember to ask as well. So after the two and a half weeks, I went home, and it and the clairvoyance was really loud. I couldn't uh, be in public. I was in quarantine oh for some time, so that helped because mm-hmm. uh, I could only hear the nurses and doctors, spirits, guides, and, and ancestors, and sometimes very unsettled earthbound spirits that were mm-hmm. was with, with this one nurse. She came in at 2 a.m., and I'm laying there sleeping, and you know, you don't really sleep in the hospital, and this guy is going off on her in, I think it was Korean. And forgive me, I don't speak Korean, obviously, and I'm not making fun of it. I'm just trying to explain like how fast he was talking. And uh, I, I finally, I mean, it sounded like he was standing at the foot of my bed. I finally sat up and went, Hey, I'm trying to sleep. Well, I didn't sit up. I couldn't (laughs) sit up by myself, but I just picked up my head and there was nobody there. And she goes, huh? And the nurse had her back to me. And I went, oh, your grandfather won't quit. She goes, yeah, I know. And I go, you can hear and see him too. And she goes, well, no, but I can feel him. And I was like, yeah, well, he's not shutting up. (laughs) 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 And she was like, Doesn't surprise me. And then, you know, and I couldn't understand a word he was saying because he speaks Korean. So I Mm -hmm. had no idea what he was saying. And and she goes, yeah, he's trying to tell me what will help you feel better. And I was like, wow. okay. So and then I looked at her and I'm starting to take her in because, you know, we're in this realm. I'm not. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it can be very blurry. You know, those lines can really blur for us. And and we can cut like. I go in and out of trance all the time when I'm working. So I have to really take my Mm -hmm. time sometimes to look at somebody in front of me and be like, Oh, right. You're in a body. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know, you know, and so am I, and then I got to call myself back. I got to call my body Mm -hmm. back. You know, we got to get here. So I looked at her and she's this beautiful girl. She had tattoos all over her. And I just immediately knew all these things about her, which is my work. This is what I do. And, and I just looked at her and I said, you're not even supposed to be doing this. Why are you doing this? Is it because everyone in your family's a doctor? And she went, looked at me like she had seen a ghost and was just like, yeah, everybody. And I was like, everybody, like everybody. And she's like, yes, everybody. Oh. And I was like, okay, so if you could be doing anything you'd want to do, what would you be doing? She goes, I'd be going to art school. And I go, and as you will, and as you very well are entitled to, my dear, you get out of here and go to art school. (laughs) And she, she just was like, wow, okay, this lady's got too much morphine in her. And and so, she, (laughs) she leaves, she's leaving the room and she goes, is there anything else I can get you before I leave? And I said, yeah, you can go out to your station and start sketching. I said, that's what you can do for me. And she Mm -hmm. went, Thanks. And then I never saw her again. And I mean, I saw everyone pretty much. I saw everybody twice because I was there two and a half weeks and nurses Mm -hmm. have funny cycles, but it was fascinating. It was a lot of experiences like that in the hospital. And, and then, and, you know, and that was, that was how spirit was slowly inching me towards my full-time work now, you know, Mm -hmm. saying like, this is what you're going to be doing. This is what you're going to be doing. Uh, but it was, it was exhausting. And when I finally did get home, I was very grateful to be home because I had to learn how to walk again. And that took about eight months. And wow. bless my ex-husband's heart. He, you know, had to carry me up and downstairs and drive me to all kinds of doctor's appointments. And it was, it was very, very hard on him. And if you're someone's advocate, you know how hard it is to be an advocate for someone who is so far gone. So it was a challenging time, uh, but the clairvoyance was just so sharp and clear. Uh, but, you know, this is a very old practice is fasting, you know, and we still do it to mm-hmm. this day in some cultures is fasting. And I didn't intentionally fast mm-hmm. for 17 weeks, but <laughs> uh, it definitely you know, cleaned me out and was able to keep all of my channels wide open for receiving. Mm -hmm. So I do find that fasting is still very beneficial for me. However, I am very careful about the length of time I do it, as Mm -hmm. should everyone. And you should consult a doctor if you have any sort of health conditions before doing so. Uh, But even I find just doing, you know, uh, stop eating after eight p.m. and mm-hmm. um, only only start an hour after you wake up. You know, eating again. I find just simple clean practices like this really help keep my channels open. And uh, there are times where you can't, but I do. I do explain some of the clairvoyance being so loud because of the length of time I starved, and. Mm-hmm. Again, I do not suggest anyone practice that at home. Please nope. don't. No, nope. um, yeah, <laughs> please don't. Uh, so, so after that, I started studying. I, I, I went to a healer and just said, "I can't, I can't turn this on and off. I can't turn it off. Like I couldn't go anywhere without hearing somebody's relative come up and tell me all these things about this person. And it was, it became intrusive." Uh, mm-hmm. to just living a normal life. And, and, and they don't uh, care. No, no, a lot of times, <laughs> a lot of times ancestors don't, Uh, especially earthbound spirits. They don't have, they're not great at boundaries. So uh, it was great. I learned how to shut that down and, and work with it and start to really work with it. But about a year after my NDE, I still wasn't making some of the dramatic changes that, spirit had asked me to make as far as changing my job, stepping into my work full time and owning who and what I'm supposed to do here. And that also meant leaving my husband at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was all so dramatic, you know, and Mm -hmm. I just I just thought, okay, I know I have more time. Well, then I didn't. I was in uh, thankfully, my good doctor put me in the hospital for a routine colonoscopy and my heart gave out. Went down to twenty two beats per minute, and next thing I know, I'm being run through the hallways of the hospital with a monitor, heart monitor and defibrillators on me, and they're they're running running around. It's all it's all so dramatic, and I I look at my uh, I looked at my ex husband now, and I said do me a favor and just go enjoy your life, would you? Because I was like, cool, they're going to take me now. Let's go. Let's do this. You know, like, I'm game. I'm game. I love it on the other side. Let's go. And and he was like, stop it. And then the nurse turns to me and is like, okay, we're, we're shooting her with adrenaline. She's going down. She's going down. You know, it's all so dramatic. And I go, is this like Pulp Fiction? Are you going to straddle my waist and hit it into my chest? I <laughs> <laughs> The nurse just kind of dropped his jaw and looked at my husband and said, is she always like this? And he was like, yeah, you should have seen her wave waving like she was Princess Diana as we strolled her down the hallway, ran her down the hallway in the bed. And I was, I was like doing that wave with your hand tilting, you know, like to, there was that a bunch of doctor thing. students. Oh my God. You know, come on, have a good time. Even if you're dying, like let's enjoy it, you know? That's amazing. And so... So anyways, they shot me with the adrenaline. I went from 22 up to 120 under a second. It was one of the weirdest feelings I've ever felt in my life. It was my my whole body arched up onto the top of my head and I was on my tiptoes on that bed. And it was like all of a sudden I had been running a fucking marathon. It was like insane. And then they kept me there and monitored me for about a week and... Um, I couldn't sleep because my heart kept going down. So they'd have to come in every fifteen minutes, m- make you oh lift your arms up in the air, and you get it's ridiculous. Anyway, so because I almost went again, I I didn't have the profound experience I did the first time, but I I knew I missed something. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I called the healer I'd been working with and another healer I'd been working with and just said, please come in and pray with me. I I need to understand, you know, what's being asked of me. And they came in and said, you haven't made the changes that they, you know, have requested of you. And you've got to go into your work. You've got to be of service to the folks here and and share your story and do your work. And I just really didn't have the self-worth. I really, really didn't, and I just said, okay. And when I made my decision, I got dramatically better. They released me from the hospital, and then I asked for a divorce. I got a divorce, and I quit my job, and I went into my work full-time, and now that's been two years full-time, but it did take about another... I would say it was a it was a rough year and a half to make all those changes. Mm-hmm. But I was at least taking action. And yes. when we take action, you know, the universe really mm-hmm. steps in to help you. And mm-hmm. you get to see mercy and compassion in all kinds of ways. But I first had to show myself mercy and compassion. And I still do. You know, I'm still very hard on myself. And I still have a real rebellious streak. And I have to really... Be kind and and work in harmony with these parts, but that's the difference now. Now I've mm-hmm. learned how to have harmony with these parts of myself instead of disharmony and and therefore resistance. You know, change is the one thing we can always count on. and if you are uh, wanting to dig into thought more, I suggest reading any Sydney banks is, uh, the three principles around thought. It's really great stuff. And he's, he's transitioned now, but his work is very much alive out there in the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he has this, uh, you know, change is the one thing we can count on in this world. Therefore, mm-hmm. if we try to stop it, we only create pain for ourselves. And it's so true. You know, you try to stand in a river and stop the river from flowing, you're just going to hurt yourself. Yep. But if you can learn to go with the flow, it's going to be a lot easier. And that's what I really had to learn how to do. And I still learn learn how to do it every day. Uh, it's just part of our human nature to want mm-hmm. to control and fight and, mm-hmm. you know, be
0: in this important struggle. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's, yeah it's like you you can try it's just yeah. not gonna no nope. well <laughs> well it, it you can try and
1: you can get there I feel I've really gotten to get to a much more harmonious place with myself and my life mm-hmm. I'm so much happier I see the joy in my life every day mm-hmm. and in my clients lives it's just beautiful to see the changes I get to witness and a lot of this in shamanic work we or even in some psychology, we call it shadow work. Yeah. You know, digging into the shadows. So I do trance work to get people there. And then we dig down in. The great thing about calling your guides forward when I work with you is that they let me know where I've got to tackle first.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's that's one of the entry points that they've they've allowed me to see here is, okay, how do we get to their highest good in a reasonable amount of time so that we can see some change in this person's life and they can start to embrace themselves and this world in a new way. And uh, it's beautiful, it's beautiful work. I'm, I'm honored to be here and to be of service in this way. Not at all a place I anticipated myself being. I thought I might be a, a psychologist. I did go to college for psychology. Um, so a lot of my work is based in, in psychology, but I also am constantly in school for shamanic practices. So I study with the Foundation of Shamanic Studies, Michael Harner's school and Sandra Ingerman and Itzek Berry. I've, I've studied with all of, all of those teachers in the past years. And, but that's also, it's very shamanic. And then with Reiki, Itzek um, with Reiki it's Dr. Usui from Japan and uh, who's no longer with us but mm-hmm. but has classes and master Reiki teachers all over the world that teach mm-hmm. so now I'm a, a master Reiki practitioner but I I and then I combine other light work modalities that i've I've learned through working with different healers and just being You know, we learn from our helpful spirits, you know, they do teach us how to help people, especially when we've decided to be of service in this way. Helpful spirits are called helpful spirits because they want to help. So, you know, so it it makes sense. Um, So I'm grateful to do that journey work and I teach others how to do it and, um, yeah, and and I do have some clients that I just counsel weekly too. It's it depends on what kind of spiritual path people are on. Some people are new to it and just want to check in and say, "Hey, am I getting this right?" And and others are very advanced, like yourself, who are just like, "Wow, it's nice to hear somebody else who doesn't make me sound batshit crazy." <laughs>
0: Okay, so there's there's so much I, I like have to say that I've been quietly saving, but I have to touch on that part the most because I talked to my 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 husband
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I told him you know I told him that I had I was like I have an interview tonight so and so forth we were talking about dinner making sure we ate before so and then he said um which he normally doesn't do like my husband has abilities he mm-hmm. doesn't believe in them. But ever since I've been doing my work, mm-hmm. be, it's like it's reflecting on him, which I, oh, sure. I think is adorable. And I actually did something that I, I feel like you would know, and I've never done this before. It's like I put his – the essence, like mm-hmm. – I, I don't know how to – okay, so I always call him my little lion. He's a Leo. And mm-hmm. it's just because he has a very lion-like personality. Very Mm -hmm. much so. And so, but he had not been in a good place for a while. Um, He had just not been. And I I told him one day, I said, look, I said, as your wife, if you need me to drag you, I will drag you. But you have to understand that at some point, you have to get up and walk.
2: Mm -hmm. I can't
0: drag you to the finish line. You do have to get up and walk. If I drag you there, you will not learn a single thing the whole time. Mm-hmm. And one day, I was meditating, and the this actually goes into one of the things that I wanted to tell you is when you were talking about um, death and dying and the the many. I went, (laughs) I thought it would be a smart idea to attempt to do an Akashic record reading because I'd done one when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I had no Mm -hmm. idea what it was. And I was like, yeah, I can do that. That's perfectly fine. I did Mm -hmm. it. And for, Mm -hmm. which is a very interesting number, for 11 minutes and seven Mm -hmm. seconds exactly, Mm -hmm. I died seven times. I watched Mm -hmm. myself die Mm -hmm. every single time. It wasn't like, Anything pleasant. I watched myself die and I felt the feeling at every single time. And mm-hmm. when I came back to my, to, to, you know, this place, mm-hmm. I had a completely different outlook on life. Mm-hmm. All of the things, all of the pain, all of the, Things that yeah. happened, all my stressors. I was like, I I saw how bad I felt in those moments. And that yeah. may not have necessarily been true, but that's what I felt before I passed. And I mm-hmm. felt my strife, and I felt my pain, and I felt my hunger, and I felt mm-hmm. everything. And I felt like this life I'd gone through so much, and I don't like to, you know, stick on that mentality, but I do recognize that I have gone through a lot of terrible things, and it really when you watch yourself die that many times, or when you when you die, you you come back with a whole new perspective. You oh, yeah. you can't you it, it's like everything is is bursting with color, it just seems, and you you mm-hmm. realize how different your life can be if you just change your perspective and realize how much this is a gift. And mm-hmm. It, I was sad. And I was I because I felt like somebody literally just beat me with the baseball bat for a second. <laughs> and, then, mm-hmm. and then I got up and I was like, okay, and that has been a huge change in my life. And that was one of the things when you were talking about, it, I was like, Oh, my God, that moment that I completely mm-hmm. understand. Yeah. And so uh, right around after this. This meditation. I had a couple other ones. I saw another version of myself. I saw some other stuff, and and then I started seeing these past lives actually being as guides in my meditations, and they were happy. Not a single one was sad. Mm None of you know they had felt that way in life, but seeing them in these spaces was completely night and day. And I was like, okay, I understand. Sure, I get it, and. At one point, I saw a tiger and I was like, why am I, why am I seeing a tiger? I mean, and the tiger was face to face with me. Mm -hmm. It was like, you will see me. And I'm like, I see you, but I don't understand why I see you. I looked at the tiger and I studied the tiger for a second. And I was like, you're not for me. I'm not seeing you for me. And I was just like, where? Okay. And so I, I did another meditation about a week later. Because it took me a second to understand. I was like, why would you? And then it just hit me. And I was like, it's not my tiger. It's my husband. It's him. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I had to take the tiger. And this thing was like filled with fire. It was filled and ready Mm -hmm. to punch. And it Mm -hmm. wasn't necessarily like at me, but at the fact that it had been separated. And it was like, I, I suddenly understood this tiger represented for him his drive. Mm. And that is when he, what he had lost, and when I had gone through all of this, and I've been doing all these meditations and I've been learning and trying to raise my vibration and trying to understand and and just trying to be more and trying to trying mm-hmm. to be what I'm supposed to be, it f- somehow came to me and and was basically saying, "I need you to put me back and in in my spiritual form, I took the tiger. And I peacefully laid it down in him, and I said, "This is what she wanted." Mm-hmm. And ever since that, his drive—he and he's a very driven person. He taught me how to be driven. He taught mm-hmm. me how to be motivated and how to have that self worth. And to watch this person that I love lose that over some of the things that had happened in his life, and not—and—and and he clearly wanted to get it back, but couldn't.
2: Mm-hmm. When
0: I when when it suddenly appeared after this whole thing I was like oh my goodness and I said to him one day I I told him and he he for the first time ever he didn't not to say that he thinks I'm crazy but he doesn't understand he he believes me because he trusts me but he doesn't know what to do with the information I give him he just doesn't and ever since that moment He will ask me questions that he never used to ask me before. His drive and his motivation is back. And it was so surprising to me. And it's so amazing how that can happen and how that, that Mm -hmm. it's just, we're here, we're conduits. We're here to do work. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I used to struggle with that a little bit because I said, okay, well, I'm okay with being a conduit and I'm okay with doing work but I used to run into this this thing and I, I I actually just tried scripting for the first time which I did not know that was a thing mm-hmm. um I heard someone say it on a podcast and I was like, what is this? And they said, oh, you know, it's it's your it's sort of like affirmation, but but your automatic writing. And I was like, oh, well, I automatic write all the time. I don't Mm -hmm. I typically just say, okay, whoever is trying to talk to me, you know, this is a very easy way for me to write down and have this conversation with you and have it. And so that way I can deliver it to whoever, whoever I need to. And after I let go of that link and I and I can kind of come back and kind of come out of that trance that you're saying and you were talking Mm -hmm. about. And I did it, and it was first amazing because I know my handwriting, and I've tried to write with my eyes closed before, and normally it's a bunch of scribbles real close to one another, <laughs> mm-hmm. and this time everything was proportionally spaced, everything was legible, mm-hmm. I could read everything, that, first off, has never happened. <laughs> I, 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 All I did was I wrote down, as a, and I asked a question, what am I? That's all I wrote because I just wanted to see what, what would I get? What would my soul respond to me as? And it told me a lot of things, a lot of things that I was not expecting. And it even had me draw a tree and a plant, mm-hmm. Um, which yeah. I would not say that I'm particularly, I love art and I'm very creative, but I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily great at drawing. And when I looked at it, I was like, oh, that's actually not, bad okay this is very interesting and one of the things mean to you for me um the tree to me reminded me of something that had happened the week prior to where I saw land spirits for the first time oh excellent and I'd never seen them I didn't even I, I knew immediately when I saw them what they were, but I was very surprised because, what again, it was while I was driving. And two, I watched them scurrying from one place to another, and I was just like, yeah. what is going on? <laughs> it was like, one was like a deer with like 16 legs. Never seen that before in my life. Mm-hmm. Another thing, like this tall thing that was a would tr- never seen these things before, but I knew they were from the land. And I actually, um, comically enough, I had to pause in the middle of – I said, I'd, I'd say it on the podcast, I'd never talked about it. I didn't even, I never thought I would see these things. And I had to pause because I got a phone call from my parents and I looked up something. It was supposed to be for my area, but it actually brought up another area. I clicked on it and come to find out that area, six months prior to, they had cleared that area and that land to add an extra um, intersection for the highway. So they they made what they called the diamond pattern and apparently looks like a little diamond. Well, I realized, OK, this is probably why I saw land spirits waking up. And I kept saying they were waking up like I didn't know what that meant to me. And I kept saying they're waking up, they're waking up, they're waking up. And so when I put that tree and I put the plant, it reminded me of my roots and my connection to I love the earth. I love the earth greatly. Um, And I love gardening and I love, and it makes me feel like, like I. Did you feel perhaps to forgive me for. No, 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 no.
1: Do you feel perhaps you were being called to help transition those
0: animal spirits to a safer place? Yes. But the thing is, and so this has occurred on my land before. Mm, I had what the only thing I can call it is it reminded me of nymphs. There's an episode of Charmed where they have nymphs and you see them run through the trees and and the bush and everything. And as they do, you see the wind move in this way. Mm -hmm. And it was the middle of daylight. And I didn't I didn't see them like I saw these land spirits. I felt them. And there's mm-hmm. also this sort of energy that's at my house. I actually very strongly feel like there's some sort of ley line or something that runs on my house. And that part of the reason of why I, I picked this house and I'm here right now is mm-hmm. to protect that purity and protect that, sure. that area. And, and also what's very strange for me and what I've always had something I felt guilty about is I love to garden. And I've tried to garden in my yard and nothing that I, I can plant everything I want in my house I can put everything I want in a container garden. The second I try to put it in the ground, in my land, it dies every Mm -hmm. single time. And I'm like, why? I know I have a connection to the land. I know that I am partially protecting the purity of this land. And I had to realize purity doesn't just mean that like I can put what I want. It doesn't have to be me. I'm supposed to protect this as a habitat as it is. That's mm. why the animals are allowed to come in. I have bobcats and rabbits and turtles and a bunny and birds. I My house is completely, you hear birds all the time. I hear birds at two o'clock in the morning. I didn't well, even know you could hear birds at two o'clock in the morning. I thought they yeah. slept. <laughs> Apparently right. don't sleep at my house. Apparently not yours. <laughs> no. And, and they're not, it's so strange because they're not scared of me. They mm-hmm. will come, I will be somewhere, and they will fly down, and they'll just look up at me like, hey, human. And I'm like, hello, little bird. You want mm-hmm. some seeds? And it's at that point, it's a little weird. Like, what, what do you have in your hand there? And I'm like, I got some seeds. And so I kind of, you know, quietly place them on the ground. And then it's, it's not scared of me. The squirrels mm-hmm. aren't scared of me. We have ravens that like to dance in front of my yard. And I mean, they'll just sit there for hours dancing for no reason. I don't mm-hmm. understand it. They didn't eat anything. They're just having a grand old time. So... I think that with my my human thought of, oh well, if you want to honor the earth, you put plants in it, right? You garden, you do all those things. That's 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 honoring, and it's something I enjoy, and so that's part of me. and And I don't think that's what my space needs. And I think it's understanding that. And you actually really brought it up earlier when you said mm-hmm. to ask, "What does it need?" Mm-hmm. And I hadn't asked. I thought I knew. Because, of course, it's the earth. You know, we talk about deforestation, we talk about all these things. Like, you know, I, even in the area that I live, I'm lucky where they have a land beautification project where you're not allowed to cut down a lot of the trees they have mm-hmm. trails going through everything. They have tons of preserves. It's beautiful. And I always say that this area is actually placed underneath a fairy bubble. I always say that because it's just different when you're here. And it's, it's the second that you leave the boundary of the city, you feel different coming from one end to the other. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that me doing this thing was honoring. And the intention is there, but that's not what, what it wants. Correct. And
1: I, I think this speaks for many different many different aspects of our work, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, discernment is so important mm-hmm. and finding space and being prepared to hear no from spirit if it's something we are not supposed to share. It's a sensitive, sensitive role. And I encourage you to just go to each direction, of your land to the north, east, south and west points and just introduce yourself you know hello my name is Melissa and I am living on this land and I am asking for all the well and healthy ancestors that are here to to show me how may I make things in a good way with Mm -hmm. you and uh, you might hear different things depending on the direction and I would encourage you to you know throw any dried herbs that you're drawn to share with the earth, and uh, and throw it in each direction, and just let the land spirits know, hey, if you want me to plant something, I'd love to, but it means that you have to support it too. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Which you Yes. You yes, know? I have. And, yeah, and good for you because I think a lot. I think human nature is still learning that big time, and. Mm-hmm all around the world this is why we have so much challenge with Mm -hmm. the earth right now it's a challenging time so it's important that we be sensitive to it just as we are sensitive so is our earth so the more we can accommodate that the better yeah good work good work sister (laughs) thank you well is there anything else you'd like to ask because i'm about to run out of steam (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, um, I would say the one thing that I would like to ask you is, I know we talked a lot about a lot of different things. If there is one thing that throughout this journey or something that just hits you kind of as a, I ask this question that you feel like you need to share or you feel like someone out there needs to hear it, what would that thing be? Mm, remember
1: that the person next to you feels joy the same way you do. Feels pain the same way you do, feels ignored and forgotten the same way you do, and feels accepted the same way you do. The sooner you can give that acknowledgement to yourself, the sooner you can give it to your neighbor, and we can have a more harmonious planet. I think we forget that we are one and we're all slowly remembering. Mm -hmm. And through compassion, compassion's a big word. So I just encourage people to remember that that person feels just as much as you do. It might be timed differently. It might look differently, but they are still you and you are them. And if you can't get there, then Ask yourself where you can't get there within yourself because that's where it's really, it's where all the work starts. And it's so important to go inside and love on the landscape within you and tend to those gardens inside of you. And that means the self-love garden and the acceptance garden and the worth garden and all those gardens within you, whatever it takes to get there. And your brothers and sisters will continue to remind us what, what part of the garden we've forgotten. Mm-hmm. And, and we need to remember that those are our teachers, you know, the biggest villains in our life are. And if we can embrace that,
0: we can actually
1: move on and learn, which is such a gift because then we have freedom.
0: I hope you enjoyed the interview. I had a great time with Sarah I love talking with her. And, And she brought up something that really is important because when you are going through all these things, it is very easy to think that you are going batshit crazy. We've talked about this. This has been a concept and something that I've talked about a lot in the podcast, thinking I was crazy. And I really enjoy bringing other people onto the show to not only share their own experience, because it also shows you how you resonate with that person. And there were so many things that she brought up, so many things she talked about that just brought up so many different experiences in me. And, and I was just sort of blown away by that and sort of by the synchronicities that kind of led us to the past that we're now on. And I hope that whoever you are out there who's listening to this, I hope that you know that you're not crazy you know if you are concerned about your mental health if you do feel like you know there is something wrong clearly go see a professional go talk to somebody but i think that there is a difference between accepting and understanding that there may be something wrong versus just thinking that you're crazy when you kind of put yourself in that sort of mindset, you end up sort of shutting the door to any sort of health or healing that can come to you. And it leaves it like that for quite some time until you start going, oh, wait, this happens to other people or oh, okay, it's about resonating. Once you resonate with someone else, or somebody else's story, or you're able to connect, you kind of start to realize, oh, wait, I'm not the only one who goes through this. And I promise you that you're not. I hope that you got that out of this interview. I hope that you were just as entranced by Sarah's warmth and understanding and her light as I was the first time I heard her on This Is Where the Magic Happens and anytime subsequently afterwards that I've heard her on the show. So I really thank her for being on here and spending some time with me and talking with you guys. Now, I do have some stuff to talk to you about. It has been a month, so there has been a lot of different things that have been going on in my life. A lot of growth. A lot of changes, a lot of everything. Last month in December, I had talked to you guys about um, having crystals and tarot card readings and all that stuff is still going on. I actually just finished running a special two free readings on Saturday and Sunday due to the new moon and discounted rate on my tarot card readings. We have different types of crystals. That's been a brand new experience for me. And we also have the workshop. So I kind of talked about this a little bit in December. I don't think I went into too much detail, but this workshop is going to be about accepting love. February tends to be either a great time for people, a mediocre time for people, or a really bad time for people. I really wanted to do something, and I wanted the first workshop to be about how you can accept and bring love into your life. I think so many times we want love, but we don't know how to bring that into our space and into us. And it really starts with us and understanding what we need out of love in order to understand what we need out of our partner. One of the greatest things in life is not only love for another person, but love for yourself and understanding like where that starts. So the workshop will be on March 21st, the day of spring. I will be putting tickets on the website sometime mid-February. I haven't completely decided how much it's going to be, but it's not going to be very expensive at the max, $25. I don't plan on limiting the workshop, but I will let you know that if you do want to join, it is going to be an interactive workshop. I am building a presentation. That way I have all my thoughts and all my notes kind of down and then also something for you guys to follow through and go through as well. There will also be areas for you to sort of fill out if you would like to. So as we're going through, if you hear someone's story and it resonates with you, it makes you remember something that you didn't really think was super important before. But now you realize how that truly affects you when you're trying to find love and and bring that into your life and love yourself, um, write it down. So there will be areas for you to write down as well. But it is going to be an interactive workshop because... While, yes, I want to share all my tips and tricks and things that I've learned on my journey with you guys and my story as well, I think it's also important that you guys are able to share your story too. So if you don't want to, that's perfectly fine, but do know that you will have that opportunity and that is something that I will be encouraging throughout the workshop. I also don't know how long it's going to be. I don't plan it to be any more than three hours. I'm hoping to keep it around two, but it also depends on how many people we have and how many people want to share their story. I don't want to cut anyone off. This is supposed to be just as much as a, it's a sharing process. It's supposed to be something that's shared between myself and you guys and you guys and myself as well. But yeah, so that is going to happen. I'm very excited. I actually can't wait. I had this idea to do this in my head a long time ago. And I just sort of thought, oh, well, you know, who are you to sort of do it? But something that Sarah said, and one of the things that really came to me in December very strongly was if you tell yourself no, and you think that way, like, okay, who am I to do this? Who am I to do the other? You're stopping yourself before you can even start. You don't know what you have to share with anyone else, what you have to share in your craft or your journey or your job or your relationship or wherever, if you don't actually try. And that's what I want you guys to get both out of the interview and then also, you know, eventually from the workshop and other episodes that will be going on in February and in March. Try, you know, listen to. What makes your heart and your soul happy and warm, and try them? It doesn't mean that you have to dedicate every ounce of your being to them. It doesn't mean that you have to leave everything for this thing. It doesn't mean that, but just do a little bit. Just just lightly attempt and see how that feels. And if it feels good, keep doing it. Like Sarah said, this world's a playground. You know, we got to play. If we're not playing, what are we doing? Why are we just living our days with with no joy or happiness or love or anything else? For what purpose? Find your purpose. And if you find something that makes you happy, go for it. You can do it. I believe in you. So with that, have yourselves a good day and a good night. Take care. Be safe. Love yourselves and love others. And as we always like to say, Don't let the ghost get you. Bye.